Welcome back to the podcast that rocks weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock metal alternative and everything in between. There's been quite a few interesting events that have happened this past week with me again is go Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello. Gretchen. Okay. They're awesome. Thank you, Gretchen. <laughs> you always just let me do it. Like you just walk See. into it by saying that. See, I cut you off though, right before you said your name. So yeah. But did you though? I'm going to edit it to make it sound like I did. Wow. <laughs> That's rude. Uh, anyway, um, I'll do this briefly because I know so many people have talked about it and it is awful. But at the same time, there's nothing more that has already been said that I can add to the fact that Neil Peart has passed away after a long year, several year battle with brain cancer that was kept relatively quiet and out of the limelight. He, he passed away a few days before the announcement, apparently, and he literally and legitimately was one of the greatest drummers to ever live. Mm -hmm. Hands down, he was the part. He was the backbone of Rush, both on the lyric writing and just everything in concept. And he was by far one of the greatest drummers of all time. And it's not a matter of who's going to like fill his shoes. Who can ever be as good as him? The answer is no one. There will never right. be another drummer like him. There can be, there will be amazing drummers in the future, having their own style and creativity and contributions. There will never be another Neil Peart. Not a chance. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. So many other people have made great tributes from all these bands, Metallica, Foo Fighters, Slipknot. I mean, every, so, so many people have gone on the record and said stuff. So I would welcome everyone to check that out with the hashtag RIP Neil and Everything's still up there. There's a lot of websites that have stuff on the music realm too. So I just wanted to say that briefly. Thank you for all the music. And I'll just leave it at that because I don't think I can add any more. On top of that, there's been quite a few interesting um, things that have happened over the past couple of days. There's been more tour announcements because it's the beginning of the year. New album announcements coming. One thing I want to start off with because this is another thing that's going to break down into an upcoming video I'm making about how rock how can rock get back on top um billboard released another uh decade end list end of the decade and they've been doing a few of these and gretchen did you see the top 10 um hottest or most play top 10 number one rock songs or top 10 best mainstream rock songs of 2019 or not 2019 of the past decade on the mainstream rock chart i'm pretty sure i haven't the top three were from imagine dragons oh there's also okay. a lot. There's also of the past decade. There's also Walk the Moon, and there's also Twenty One Pilots. So yeah. Oh well, at least I like Walk the Moon. I do too. <laughs> so but. that was that list. Um, there was a lot of not controversy, but just more fuel to the fire that mainstream has completely lost. Lost it for okay. This was Billboard's top rock songs of the decade. Mm -hmm. This was released a few, like last week. Um, 21 Pilots took out the number 10 and number 9 spot. Portugal the Man. Walk the Moon. 21 Pilots again. The Lumineers. Panic at the Disco. And then the top three were by Imagine Dragons. The top three rock songs of the past decade on Billboard, according to Billboard, were by Imagine Dragons. Ugh. A band who the singer has gone on the record saying they are not a rock band and they do not want to be called a rock band. Are they even considered rock? Uh, according to Billboard, yes. 
And I think that's interesting. Like everyone can make an argument for 21 pilots and walk the moon and stuff. When the lead singer of the band, Imagine Dragon says, don't call us a rock band. That's literally giving you license to say, okay, we're putting you in another realm. Then there we go. (laughs) And the number one song of the, the number one rock song of the past decade, according to billboard was believer. That's a hard no. Uh Uh-uh. I mean, even I would say Radioactive, which came in at number three. I can listen to Radioactive. I'm not even sure I've heard Believer. Oh, you are. (laughs) Save yourself the time. I was about to say, I know Radioactive. What's the other one? Uh, Thunder, which sucked too. I don't think I know that one either. Those are two of the later ones. It came out like 2018, I believe. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I knew Radioactive just because no one would stop playing it correct and i get that (laughs) and number four was high hopes very recent oh well i like that one (laughs) i do too but let's be honest that one got played oh yeah yeah i mean it's still getting played i don't have a problem i don't have a problem with panic at the disco though i never have i like walk the moon and i'm fine with 21 pilots so you know what it does it does really prove the point that the rock songs of the decade where a lot of this is considerably not rock I mean, mm-hmm. objectively not, but that leads into bigger discussions, though, of how Billboard sees it. Anyway, we go on to another list that was dropped. Uh, it was either yesterday or today. According to Nielsen Music, that, on, that Billboard goes off of, of Nielsen Ratings, the top 10 mainstream rock radio songs that got played over the past 10 years. This isn't so much the top ranking songs on the charts and stuff like for new music. This is overall, what, did, what were the songs that the rock stations played the most over the past 10 years? So, mm. <laughs> yeah. So, and that covers a lot of ground. Yeah. So what, what did radio DJs, mainly FM radio, what did they play the most over the past 10 years in the world of rock? I mean, and I'll let you, I'll let you think about it. Just overall. Well, like- would it be similar to no. the other? Li- oh, it's not? No. I'll give you that hint. It is not. Oh. Not even close. Um, okay. So if it's not even close to that, would it be more so like oldies? Or is it? I, cannot say, be- I can't say no to that because, okay, this is a big hint. Um, let me look this up. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I wasn't sure if like this was every single every single song came out before 1998. Oh, I don't want to call it oldies then, so because that makes me old. Well, I get (laughs) that, but some of these songs are 30 years old. Okay, so so they're like revisiting grunge days. (laughs) Ding 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 ding! You got it. Oh, interesting. All of the rock radios, by the way, rock radio stations are up be, just dissolving and being bought out yeah. and changed and dying out across the country. The amount of remaining actual rock or labeled rock stations in the United States has dwindled hard. I just collapsed in the United States yeah. over the past two years. It's, it's shocking when you actually see the numbers. But over the past 10 years, from 2010 to 2019, rock stations rely on the grunge days. They do not play new music the most. They do not play even music of the time, even like five years old. They have been consistently going back to the 90s. Hmm. That's pretty interesting, actually. 
It is very interesting. And it's not even close. It's not, it's not even like, oh, there's other songs here and there that like they were new that got pushed up. Nope. Not at all. At number 10 was Nirvana, Lithium. Okay. Number nine, Soundgarden, Black Hole Sun. Hmm. Number eight, Metallica, Enter Sandman. Number seven, Nirvana, In Bloom. Number six, mm-hmm. Offspring, Self-Esteem. Hmm. Number five, Pearl Jam, Even Flow. Hmm. Number four, Stone Temple Pilots, Plush. Hmm. Number three, Nirvana, Come As You Are. Hmm. Number two, Alice in Chains, Man in the Box. And number one, Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, well, I could have figured that one. If you're going down this road, then yeah, it would have to be Smells yeah. Like Teen Spirit. But the reason I wanted to read off this list and say this what other points do I need to say why rock isn't on top? This is one of the best examples and exhibits I could actually present. FM, radio DJs mainly, and there's other stations too, but Satellite breaks it down more because Satellite has dedicated stations to grunge and stuff like that called Lithium. Mm-hmm. FM rock radio in the United States is not pushing out new music. They're not. They're mm-hmm. just, they just aren't. They are going back to the 90s and relying on that as much as they can. And then they'll splice in the same few bands that have already been established as well for 20 years or 15 years. The Godsmacks, the Disturbs, the Papa Roaches, the Three Days Grace. And say what you want about those bands too. I don't have a problem with some of those bands at all. But at the same time, that's a huge issue when you consider rock has not been on top for a while. And this is what rock radio does. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gretchen and I both subscribe to SiriusXM. Yep. We listen to a lot of different stations on there. I we both listen to Octane. I listen to Liquid Metal and Alt Nation and Lithium and uh I Spectrum. Say Lithium is also. Yeah. Top. And I love Lithium too. Exactly. At the same time, SiriusXM at least breaks it down. And that's why Octane is able to play more newer music more frequently. And they do burn some ground songs into the ground, but at the same time, they are still pushing out new music along with playing some of the old classic hits every now and then. Mm-hmm. You will never get that on FM radio. There's not enough time. They have too many sponsors and advertisers to get to, and they refuse to give new songs a chance unless it's already by an established name. Yeah. I mean, the local alternative station, it's not a rock station anymore. It hasn't been for years, but this is the biggest station, FM station in St. Louis, is the point. And alternative-wise, they relied on Panic at the Disco this past year. Oh, wow. I mean, I mean, like a crutch. They relied on them. Mm. And that's a big part of it. Other than that, it's just going through the hits, going through the 90s, early 2000s. And I don't know what the answer is to that because it's not just the DJs refusing to play anything else. They have, they have to answer to bosses. They have to answer to sponsors Mm -hmm. who, and like record labels and people pumping in the money who are demanding these songs get played and then occasionally sprinkling in these new songs. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I think that's a big reason why rock has been suffering in the hot, in the limelight mainstream rock radio What's the point? You, I see Billboard's top rock songs of the decade. Yeah, Imagine Dragons did great. They don't even consider themselves a rock band. In the Which meantime, is funny that they themselves don't. Yeah, and at the same time, so in an hour, given an hour time span on an remaining one of the remaining rock stations over the past decade, you'll get Imagine Dragons, and then the best the best hits of grunge. Hmm. 
along with 20 minutes of advertising, usually it's 40 minutes of airtime, 20 minutes of advertising, give or take. And that's also include and that's also including DJ time and stuff like that. Right. So sometimes it's less music. Sometimes it's like 35 minutes of music, I would say. I would actually say a, a good 35 minutes of music per hour for most FM stations. I remember it getting broken down to be by radio before. That's a good average. So mm-hmm. you get one Imagine Dragon song, maybe you get a Godsmack song, and the rest is just the hits from yesteryear. Hmm. That kind of sucks. Yeah. And I love the, I, I, you know, Gretchen knows I love Soundgarden. I love Pearl yep. Jam. Gretchen loves Pearl Jam. Yep. I love Alice in Chains. Love Nirvana. We have that music, though. Yeah. <laughs> We've had it since we were little ones. I was about to say, we've already done did discovered it. I know. I, I inherited my Nirvana CDs from my sister because she barely ever listened to it, but she had them anyway. Mm-hmm. That's how I got the Offsprings album, which was another one, you know? It's just, I don't know. It's like, what would you change with radio? I don't know if you can change it anymore. FM radio, not just rock stations, but FM radio has been dying this past mm-hmm. five years. Corporate buyouts, iHeartRadio, buying companies out and shutting them down. Um, other companies just like completely selling licenses to like different network cable networks like ESPN radio and just doing it that way. FM is in a bad, bad way. And it's going to be more of a mess going forward because Billboard is now going to include YouTube streams for music in their uh, rankings of a song. Wait. Uh... I said that right. Oh, so that means if a song is bad enough, let's take this, for example, if Rebecca Black comes back with the song Monday to rehash her career and it's bad enough, but everyone watches it, that song is going to chart like crazy. That's like taking Justin Bieber's new song, Yummy, and people just want to make fun of it. So they people are checking out to see what the heck happened. To, to see how bad it is. Right. But oh. that still counts. That still totally counts. That will factor in. I feel, like, I feel like you should have to answer a question first. I'm here to laugh. Um, I feel like you should have to do that for the internet anyway. You should have to do a questionnaire well, yeah. before you get on social media. But that's besides the point. I mean, fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a bad idea, though, before you watch, like, listen to a song on Spotify or watch that u- music video on YouTube. Are you here for the actual music or are we here because you're going to riff on it? Yeah. Both? Okay. Can, can we have both? Yeah. Both is good. Yeah. So I just wanted to get say that. These are points I'm going to try to bring up in the video I'm making. It's taken a while for me to make just because time's kind of limited. But I'm having a lot of friends help out too and give their thoughts on what, can rock, what rock needs to get back on top this decade. Because it's a long uphill climb. Pop, country, hip-hop – they all have interchanged and evolved and advanced throughout this past decade and have either shared the top of the mountain or one has been predominantly at the top, but it's always been those three. Rock, considerably lower. Hmm. And you can't say, oh, people aren't interested in rock anymore. They are. People are going to concerts like crazy. People are going to festivals and selling them out. So there's definitely a market for it. Oh, yeah. So live music is not the issue. People are definitely interested in seeing and hearing music live from bands, but it's not translating. And people, the biggest tours are from the bands that have just been putting out the same stuff. So 
Yeah, kind of a downer when you realize it's that it's that one that hit me the most. I mean, I talked about the top rock songs of the decade. It's that one of the top 10 mainstream rock radio songs from 2010 to 2019. What songs got the most spins? It wasn't even it wasn't even like something obnoxious or something from a band the past 10 years. It was stuff from the 90s. Mm. Not one of these songs came from the year after the year 2000. Dang. Yep. Isn't that all? That no, that is awful. That is the correct terminology. And these are not old yeah. stations. These are not like lithium on Sirius XM. Again, I like that they break it down, but come on, come on. Yeah. And and I guess a lot of it rides on like people calling in too. It depends on the DJ. Some DJs wow. really do rely rely on that, like hearing what wanting to know what people want to hear. Yeah. Others could not care less. Oh, okay. And again, the other side of that is some DJs really do have no say. They have to play certain songs every hour, whether that's they have to play a certain amount of songs from the 90s or they have to play the new song from Artist X or Y or whoever. They have to do that. Like they don't have a say of like, okay, what am I in the mood for today? What do I think the people want to hear? It's rarely about that. Hmm. It's much more complicated than that. It's for lack of a better word, political in the sense of that. And uh, yeah, it's just, that was what's shocking. And that's why you're better off like finding people on YouTube who review music, not trying to shamelessly plug myself. I'm meaning this seriously to do that or going on Spotify and picking out your favorite albums that you already have, by the way, pay for your streams, even if you're not going to buy the albums, which you should, but like if you have Amazon music uh, unlimited or uh, Spotify premium, Pay for that, and then when you pick out your favorite albums and save them, look what they recommend after that. That's mm-hmm. probably a way better chance of finding new music that way. Yeah. So, and then there's many other album reviewers on YouTube. You know, I mean, we talk about the Rock Coliseum, myself, Crash, Mark, John. There's other people, Anthony Fantano. There's tons of people who can guide you on new music that's coming out because it's still getting pumped out. I have seven new albums sent to me in this past week from upcoming artists that have name value, not just people that no one's ever heard of. Mm -hmm. So new stuff's coming. I can't even keep up. I don't have a chance to keep up because this is not my full-time job yet. I wish it was, but it's not. Mm -hmm. If it does, you'd see a lot more content material from me. But at the same time, (sighs) FM radio is not going to show it to you. They're just not, and that sucks. However, we're going to change gears. Uh, I know that was kind of a disheartening little breakdown, but at the same time, I needed to get that out. One of the names we just talked about on one of the most played bands and songs from the 2010 to 2019, Pearl Jam. They made their big announcements. They are releasing their uh, latest album. I believe it's their 11th. I could be wrong on the the number. It's going to be called Gigaton. And it will be released in March. And along with that, will be coming a spring tour throughout the arenas in the U.S. Woo! I am excited. <laughs> you know why I'm excited? Because it's they're coming, coming to yep. St. Louis. That's right. They're coming to an arena. And I've shot Pearl Jam before. And that was my, in 2016, that was my first sh- show with the nice lens I have now. Mm. Man, if I got a new lens before that show, that would be so just poetic that I get a new lens for that show. But regardless, that's totally just beyond the point. I want to see what Pearl Jam does this time. All Pearl Jam albums have 
ebbs and flows of something different about them. And I have mm -hmm. always admired that for Pearl Jam. Gretchen, I know you're a fan of Pearl Jam. I mean, I'm a fan of them from what I've heard. Right. I mean, I'm not well versed throughout the years. Them. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, well, like if I heard a song, I'd know it. Exactly. That makes sense. So like you like them. Yeah. I mean, I okay. have a cat named after him. So yeah. Yeah. I see. That's why I say you're a fan. <laughs> you would not name a cat, one of your cats after a band you didn't care for. Fair. Yeah. So fair. <laughs> I want to see what they do this time. I have not heard any new music yet. But it's going to be coming soon, and this is the perfect time for it. That tour looks awesome. There's mm -hmm. rumors going around that they're going to do like big appearances. Not only like probably going to do festivals, like bigger festivals. They're going to. There's a rumor floating around they might do Saturday Night Live. Just other stuff like that too. So who knows? Um, <laughs> I'll pose this question to you. What do you think about New Pearl Jam? Do you think they could still do something? <laughs> and yeah, I'll just leave it at that. So I'm excited for that. Other new music coming out um, that got announced over the past few days, at least. Two bands got announced for their upcoming albums over the past week, and they'll be coming out in March and May, respectively. Code Orange for the very heavy stuff underneath is coming out this March. And Creeper, who will be making their return, coming out with their latest album in May. Now, I have talked to Gretchen about both of these bands quite a bit. Yes. I love both these bands. I uh, had never heard of them until exactly. you brought them up. <laughs> exactly. And Gretchen is very unfamiliar with them. Code Orange is going to be at Rockville and Sonic Temple. Oh, okay. Which will be awesome. Um, Code Orange is heavy music. They, mm -hmm. The awesome thing about them, uh, to give a little insight, in 2017, they had my favorite album of the year with Forever. Okay. The cool thing about them, as heavy as they are, as intimidating as they may be or sound, they are able to do so many different styles. They can do shades of hardcore. They can do shades of grunge. They can do shades of just full-on metal and thrash. They also, in their latest song to come off underneath the self-titled track, it's more industrial. It sounds more like a bit like Nine Inch Nails. They are very versatile. And they also have multiple people singing in the band. It's not just one singer. The guitarists take turns, the bassist takes turns, keyboard player takes turns, and multiple different artists and things like that, too. So it's definitely a well-versed, multi-talented group of people. And that's what I love when I see that. Okay. Yeah. Underneath, I will leave a link to in the YouTube card and on GetRock.net and a link in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're hearing this on Spotify or Spreaker, it's worth checking out the music video and just hearing the song. Uh, the vocals are great. The flow of it is so good. It's heavy, but it's not intimidating heavy, like to the first point where like you have to lower the volume. It's great. So, and then Creeper. I have gone on and on about Creeper. I think all the guys in the Rock Coliseum love Creeper. And this is, I've tried to explain this to Gretchen. This is British My Chemical Romance with uh, more vocals. Okay. And I think that's the best way to say it. They have, it's a six piece band. Um, the keyboard player, she also sings and she adds a great dynamic to the vocals on that side. The lead singer, Will, is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So I, Creeper had their debut album a few years back with Eternity in Your Arms. Got a lot, critically acclaimed, did well in the UK. Got a lot of, it got success here. It did not nearly as much as it deserved. They toured on Warp Tour through that summer when it came out. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, they it was great. And then they Well, I guess if they if they have like my chemical romance vibes, that's kind of their thing. Yes. Oh, 100 percent If you look at <laughs> like if you type in creeper band on Google, you'll see an image of them and be like, oh, okay, yeah, I see what they're going for. Yeah. So their second album will be coming out in May. I am ecstatic. The song Born Cold is already available now, and I'll link to that also. I this is the these are the two bands that like when I talk about I wish FM would play different variety stuff and I get why they're not going to play Code Orange a ton they could play Creeper a hundred percent I'm surprised they haven't already that's the type of stuff I think band like stations need to do more of and I know like Sirius XM does a good job of playing Code Orange both on Liquid Metal and Octane I know they played a little bit of Creeper on the Alternative Nation but that's about it. And all and Creeper got a lot of good attention too. Like they worked with WWE. Like they used some of their music for like their shows and stuff. Mm. Along with Code along with Code Orange, big time. Code Orange has done two theme music songs for wrestlers. WWE. Oh, wow. oh yeah, big like it's big stuff. And the Code Orange like the music video for Bleeding in the Blur was funded and paid for by WWE. So they have a long stand working relationship. Code Orange has played live on WWE programming in front of the wrestling crowd, mm-hmm. which is rare. So, which, which is not as rare anymore with NXT, but still. So, Code Orange and Creeper are two of the bands I would recommend if you're looking for something new for younger bands and not the same old stuff. Get excited for March and May. I will be reviewing both of those albums. I'm sure other guys at the Rock Coliseum will too. And that's the stuff I'm excited for. Let me know what you think about both Cord Orange and Creeper in the comments. I'll link to both videos, both Born Cold from Creeper and underneath from Code Orange. I love them both for very different reasons, very different styles, obviously. But let me know what you think. And moving on, I would like to take a little break. For those of you who are unfamiliar, I have a Patreon account. And one of my tiers is a sponsorship tier. So if you pledge a certain amount, you'll get to promote your own channel, products, accounts, whatever. And I got my and I got one who said he would like to promote his channel. So <clears throat> Dominic Noble has a great channel on YouTube who has a well over 150,000 subscribers talking about the artistic merits between adaptations, meaning from books to movies, plays to movies, television to books, everything in between. He is well-versed and well descri- and has a great flow for description, has hilarious content, really breaks down what's good and what's terrible. I would recommend many of his videos. And also, if you think of an adaptation where a book has been made into a movie and want to know which is better, which is worse, think of that book or movie and then type in Dominic Noble in YouTube. Pretty sure he's covered it by this point, and he has much more to go. So check out his channel. Ooh. Oh my gosh! Oh, I, uh, uh, <laughs> you make as, it there. That was as nice as I could be. <laughs> I think that was pretty nice. Thank you. <laughs> I will link to to Dominic Dom's channel on YouTube and below. So he's covered a lot of wild stuff. Recently, he um, recently he covered something. Oh, what is, I'm going to do this, and we'll get back to music. <laughs> the name of the book was so dumb because he covers a lot of weird stuff too, like weird random books. <laughs> like I can't even begin to describe all the stuff. But if you go to Dominic books. Noble on YouTube, you'll see a lot of his stuff. One of his most recent videos: How to Date Your Dragon. Oh, that's that the like title to, of the book. Is that like how to train your dragon? That's, you know what? I can't even say it's supposed to be like that. 
It's how to date your dragon. Is it a parody? Nope. Sure isn't. Oh. Okay. There's a lot of books, but he's most well known for his like features on like ripping apart E.L. James in the Fifty Shades of Grey series and saying how terrible they were for both artistic merit, for writing, for the films, and everything they produced and put all thoughts into young readers' heads and how literally everything that they did was not okay. So if you don't like Fifty Shades of Grey and want someone to rip into it, check out Dominic Noble's videos. <laughs> anyway, back to the music side. Wanted to <laughs> I wanted to promote people that are supporting me. One of the cool things that came out today, Slipknot released a 20-minute visual description, a short film called Pollution. And I sent this to Gretchen right before we started just to see what, so she could see kind of clips of it. Mm -hmm. It's this is 20 minutes of visual artistry. This is a just not a storytelling form beginning to end. This is a short film that let me explain it this way. I'm going to read the exact definition. This was all done by clown. This was directed by Sean Cran clown. And this is the description of the film from clown. I set out to make a short film that makes you question your own existence. Here is this reality. When you lay down in your bed next to the one you love, do you ever ask yourself, is it possible that the person could slit my throat while I'm sleeping? Enjoy. Pollution is everywhere. Oh. That's the description of this short film. I didn't think and that before. I, and I say this, I say that, there's nothing even remotely like that description in this 20-minute video. This is <laughs> visual artistry. It is well-made. It is creative. And if you have any fear of insects or larvae or are squeamish about that stuff, do not watch this video. That's a big Ooh. part of it. Yeah, that is a big part of it. You hear like a lot of the music from We Are Not Your Kind, Slipknot's latest album. You see clips from the music video of Nero Forte. It's a 20-minute journey about, I don't know. I, I don't want to say evolution, but de-evolution and growth, being reborn. That's what I get out of it. Just being born again from filth, that type of feeling. That's what I get. Maybe I'm completely wrong on my intercept interpretation of that, but yeah, that was released this after the today that was released today on Slipknot's channel on YouTube. I will link to that. I want to know people's opinion on it because everyone's opinion is probably going to be wildly different. You could tell they put some time into this. It is well-made, but boy, oh boy, is it a trip. It's a 20 minute trip. <laughs> Just like Slipknot. It's a 20-minute trip. That's correct. That's exactly what it is. A 20-minute trip. So I just want to plug that really quick because Slipknot's still making stuff. They got their they're gonna go overseas to Europe. They just got played done playing in Ireland. If I'm not if I'm correct, they played that today. Ooh. They have you Notfest UK. They have Notfest at Sea, which Gretchen and I still wish we could go on, but probably won't be able to. Mm -hmm. So there's still a lot of good stuff coming for Slipknot. Moving on. Um, one cool thing that happened uh, for some of the festivals in the United States, The Who uh, got announced that they're going to be playing more festivals and doing more touring in the United States. For those unfamiliar, The Who, The Hue, The Who, the <laughs> this Mongolian-based band will be playing, and this traditional Mongolian instruments you with in a rock format. If you've never heard any of their music, look up some of their stuff. They work with a lot of different artists and will continue to do so. They recently had a song pushed out with Jacoby Shaddix and Papa Roach. Their biggest hit song is with the singer of From Ashes to New, Uve Uve U, which I'll link to. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's wild stuff for sure. 
I'm talking like traditional Mongolian instruments, not standard guitars, standard drums. This is wild stuff, but it's very interesting. We talk about that because they're going to be at Welcome to Rockville at Sonic Temple. Gretchen and I are hoping to be there. I'm going to apply, things like that. Um, For some more local things, there's all these radio station festivals that are getting announced right now. And it's very odd to hear some of them because a lot of these FM rock radio station festivals never play 90% of the music that their bands are going to be at. If that makes sense. And that's just how it is. However, some are great festivals, though, in their own right. Some are terrible. It kind of ebbs and flows. I know one that usually does well is called Lunatic Luau, which is in Virginia Beach. That's where it is, right, Gretchen? Yep. Okay. You're going to try to go see that one. Yes. Okay. Do you have the lineup in front of you? I certainly do. Can you read off the bands that are going to be there at Lunatic Luau this year? Uh, Yeah. So the quote-unquote headliners because like i i don't know who's technically the headliner if they're like co-headliners but uh disturbed volbeat atreyu hell yeah dirty honey sanasonia clint lowry dinosaur pileup broken love little ozzy and the picture books and for what it's worth clint lowry is the guitarist from seven dust who is making his own solo album and tour this year Mm. i don't think that's a bad lineup i really don't I mean, I'm personally excited for it. Yeah, I think that's fine. I honestly think that's fine. Um, I know just like people well, say- a lot of it's like recycled because Epicenter yes. is also exactly. that weekend and Virginia Beach is like pretty close to where Epicenter is going to be. I think it's like maybe three hours, if that. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, so like they're just trying to see who's in the area. At yeah, that time. And it's, and it's the same for the St. Louis Rock Radio Station Festival, which is happening during Welcome to Rockville. Oh. Uh, so, like, it's pretty farther away on that point from Florida to St. Louis. But at yeah, the same but... time, it's like trying to figure out what bands are available yeah. during, um, during Epicenter. Yeah. And Disturbed is playing at Epicenter, correct? Yes, on Saturday, okay. but Lunatic Luau is Friday. Right, exactly. Which so. is the first day of Epicenter, but... Yeah, exactly. So I kind of get that, though, at the same time. I don't think Lunatic Luau is bad. No, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I know some people are kind of complaining about it. but yeah. Another big one is in Philadelphia. I have to look it back up. Is MMRBQ from MMR, which usually has, is usually the exact same weekend as Sonic Temple every year. Mm. Like clockwork almost. And it's honestly, this one I am not against, I'm not for. I think it's fine. It may not be for me, but at the same time, I wanted to read it off because Disturbed is also headlining that one. Mm. Along with Sublime with Rome, The Pretty Reckless, Royal Blood, The Who, Puddle of Mud, Mm. Dirty Honey, Crowbot, and I can't read the last two. (laughs) Because, of course, these awful, man, come on, Google. Google, get your act together. Foxtrot and the Get Down, which I have not heard of. So I think Is that one band? Yes. Oh, okay. Foxtrot Fox and the Get Down. Yes. We are Foxtrot and the Get Down. Well, that's a really long name. That's a little wordy, but you know what? Whatever. Good night. So MMRBQ is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not thrilled with one of the names on there, but I get it. At least you can walk away during that one. I guess. You can go get but, a yeah. or something. But it is cool that the Hue are the Who, the Hue, however you want to pronounce it. I'm sure I'm wrong. The H U. 
Yes, they are getting a lot of publicity. They're really putting in the work and getting in front of a lot of audiences, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. They, If they get FM radio play, that is shocking to me. The Pretty Reckless, though, I'm happy about because The Pretty Reckless said they are going to try to put a new album out in 2020. And it's been a while for them. Yay, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that one, too. Gretchen and I are both fans. I've never been crazy about Sublime. I'm one of the rare ones. I just never really got the cult following and obsession mm-hmm. but at the same time i know they have tons of fans i don't hate it by any means i would never turn it off just not yeah. for me so that's the one and then the final one that got announced today that i do radio stations just to give you an idea and this will tie back to what my original topic was of how rock is not on top mm-hmm. uh point fest in st louis missouri got announced today this afternoon in fact and i like the headliner however it was also a headliner that was the headliner of 2018. Shinedown. Oh, so, okay. and I like, and Gretchen loves Shinedown. I love Shinedown oh, yeah. too. Exactly. But at the same time, they I didn't realize they had headline. Yeah, I didn't realize years, Literally two years ago. Literally yeah. two years ago. So at the same time, it's like the variety's thin, and these are the rest of the bands playing at Point Fest with Shinedown Cypress Hill, Theory of a Dead Man. <laughs> Puddle of Mud, Yikes. Sick Puppies, Bad Flower, Dinosaur Pileup. Now, I'm not going to say every band sucks because they don't. I like Bad Flower, Dinosaur Pileup's fine, I mm-hmm. love Shinedown, and Cypress Hill, are, are they're that older band that's the classics. But at the same time, <laughs> I just feel like it's recycling the same stuff. And not to mention, you have to sit through Theory of a Dead Man and Puddle of Mud back to back. So are they going by theory now or are they theory of a dead man? Yes, they Cuz I'm by hearing theory. both. That's, they are going by theory. So then why did I keep seeing theory of a dead man if they're going I don't by know. theory? I don't ask them questions. I could not care less. You should. Thing. You should ask these questions. Ugh. They have a new album coming out. That's another album sense to review. Good luck, Kevin. I don't think I would. The only way I will is if it's a like a warning type album review. It's like don't listen to this. That type of video. <laughs> I have not even listened to a second of it yet. They sent it to me in an email. Their publicist did. And like, if I click on it, that like sends a notification to the publicist saying, Hey, this person checked it out. And Mm -hmm. that's more of a commitment at that point. So yeah. yeah. And everyone knows my thoughts on puddle of mud. I'll just leave it at that. Sick puppies are supposed to have a new one come out this year. Bad flowers still riding strong. Dinosaur pileups doing good. Um, Cypress Hills, Cypress Hill. (laughs) <laughs> I do feel like they're a novelty act at this point, but they put on a good show and I've seen them live. So I'll at least give them that. Shinedown's still doing great. Apparently they're going to start writing new material in 2020. I don't know if we'll get a new album this year, but it'd be nice. No, I don't think we're going to get one this year because they're doing their one little stint in the spring. And then after that, they're not touring. Gotcha. That makes more sense. For the so. rest of 2020. So after like... So 2021, May. we might expect something. And yeah. that's fine too. Okay. But... Looking at all the, these three radio station festivals by FM rock stations that do not play a majority of the bands that they are bringing in, look at the mess. We're relying on bands of 10, 15, 20 years old, and nothing feels fresh. Like for the St. Louis when they have Bad Flower and Dinosaur Pileup, that's good. That's something. Puddle of Mud and Theory of a Dead Man? Really? I mean, with MMRBQ, I mean, you have Disturbed, which are still a huge name. I get that. The Pretty Reckless, okay, that's fine. 
Royal Blood, who are making a comeback, they're going to come back supposedly with a new album this year, were a hot thing a couple years ago. I mean, they they had a lot of radio hits. They did, the Brits. But then they also have Puddle of Mud. <laughs> At the same time, it gets to the point now, and I get that radio stations do not have the same money to like buy and reserve the big names like the festivals do. You know? They yeah. don't have the same budget. Oh, yeah. I can. Uh, this is not meant as a shot. I mean, this just acts. I highly doubt Puddle of Mud was an expensive band to buy in to get, the, get to the show. They're probably like, hey, we'll give you 50 bucks if you put us on the ticket. I don't, West Scantlin probably said yes. But at the same time, it just it's disheartening. Because you have radio stations who do not care about new music. Mm-hmm. And then you have Billboard proving that new music is not being played. And then you have Billboard again highlighting what the biggest rock songs of the past decade are that are barely qualifying as rock. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. Mm. So, I don't know. Lots of unanswered questions. And I'll bring some of these up in the video I'm making too. I got my thoughts out. I'll bring a lot of these points up for sure. I want to personally thank everyone on Facebook and Twitter who replied to the statuses I posted asking people what they think rock needs to come back or what they think rock needs to get back on top, I should say. Because rock's not dead. It's not, but it's not doing great or not as good as it should be. Because Gretchen and I have both seen it. We we are concert photographers. We see sold out shows all the time. It's not to say that people aren't going out there and supporting music. They definitely are. Mm-hmm. But it's the same bands, the same concerts, the same stuff getting highlighted. Yeah. Right over. I mean, yeah. Um, John's favorite album this past year in 2019 was Pup, a band that I talked to Gretchen about. Mm-hmm. That was like my number three. That was on Crashes and Mark's top albums of the year also. Mm-hmm. Pup did a headlining tour in the States and played medium-sized venues. And they had good turnouts. I have never heard a Pup station on FM rate, a Pup song on FM stations. Nope. Nope. And there's so much more to break down with that. But at the same time, if you want to play a Pup song then you can't play a Papa Roach or Three Days Grace song. Yeah. And radio needs to play Three Days Grace and Papa Roach. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. So well, It's like I sit here and I think about it. I can't remember the last time I actually listened to an FM radio station. See? Like of any kind. I always listen to Octane. Right. And see, the thing... General. I'm one of the rare outliers because I do occasionally check out because in the mornings in St. Louis is an amazing morning show. Mm-hmm. That's like the number one rated show above AM stations, even in St. Louis. However, it's not a music station. They never play song. It's four hours of just morning show antics. Hmm. No music. And so you get that point of it too. So there's four hours of FM radio uh, alternative station where you're guaranteed no music. Oh, wow. So, yeah. That's also another point. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, <sighs> there's there's talking and stuff for serious as well, but... Yeah. yeah. And they do a great job with that station. It is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And St. Louis respects the station to death and that mm-hmm. show. 
but at the same time, the station itself is a big part of the problem because they are not having any variety. I mean, yeah. they they rely on older music. Oh uh, yeah. And so I mean, last year I took not even just older music; they rely on the same songs. Yeah. I told you that they relied on high on or on high hopes from Panic at the Disco. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a sh- lot of stations did. Yep, I'm sure a lot of stations continue to do so too. So I feel like online is SiriusXM falls victim to that sometimes, but it's not nearly as bad. Right. Oh yeah, because like sometimes they'll definitely they'll get into the song. They'll also get into the rut of playing Five Finger Death Punch or mm-hmm. whoever repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. But at the like, same time, but yeah. at the same time, they play other songs too, and they do highlight new music quite a bit. Oh yeah, and they'll eventually get off of playing that one or two songs over and yeah, over again. They but will not before they've run it into the ground. Right. There's always one or two songs that they keep doing that with. So mm-hmm. uh, if you're listening to this and you have a good FM radio station, let us know. <laughs> Shout them out. Thank them. You know. Mm-hmm. With that, I think that's enough for tonight. We talked about a lot. Please check out that Slipknot uh, visual film, Pollution. I'll leave a link to it in the YouTube card description on GetRot.net. Check out Code Orange and Creeper, their new stuff. And keep supporting new music. Please keep an eye out for that video I'm going to be making for how can rock get back on top. I have several people coming in to chime in on that from other YouTube channels. Not just the Rock Coliseum, other people as well. So with that, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. I want to thank Gretchen for helping me out with this. Um, here's hoping things start to shape up in 2020. There's a lot of good music coming out this year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of old names and new coming out with new music. I hope radio and satellite gets get their act together, but at the same time, I don't think they will. Yeah. So let's hope new ways are found to help highlight bands like this. Mm-hmm. That being said, please check out, please subscribe to the main channel. Check out Gretchen's channel. She just did a video on talking about Poppy a little bit while she was doing her makeup tutorial on a Poppy inspired makeup. She also did one for Slipknot, which is kind of fun. Woo. And finally, I'll leave it at that. Finally, Gretchen, do you have anything you would like to end with? Um, I don't have any words of wisdom like I usually do, but I do want to just say, uh, go Tigers. That is true. Let's end with that. Um, Last (laughs) night, Gretchen's alma mater, where she got her master's, if I'm correct. Both masters. Thank you. Both master's degrees. LSU won the national championship, went undefeated. And at the end of the night, it wasn't really even close. It was a wild game for sure. It was all unnecessarily long. And they were the refs got out of control. There were bad calls on both sides and so non-calls on both and <laughs> non-calls on both sides, which dragged the game to another hour length. Mm-hmm. But at the but same time, so good. And we won. So good, and LSU definitely earned it. It was unquestionable that they earned that and every game this season. And they did not have an easy schedule. No. We they played not. everyone hard. They played Alabama. They played Auburn. They played SEC, outside the SEC. They had it rough, and they still dominated. Heck yeah, 15-0. So we'll leave it at that. And, oh, what's that? Coach O has words to say to congratulate his team. What do you have to say? <laughs> if you don't get that joke, go look up the coach for LSU and his victory speech in any interview. You'll get it then. In any interview. Any interview he's ever done. <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs>